All right, guys, we are going to be talking about social media today. And it's an, it's an episode that I've been thinking about doing for a while. But there's a lot of different things that I want to talk about. And I every time I start to form something, it just gets very disorganized and very kind of, it goes all over the place. So I think I'm going to do my best, but we're probably going to have to make this a two-parter. And that's fine. So basically what I want to start to talk about with social media, I'm actually not going to start by talking about social media. I want to start by talking about a book I read recently, which is called Collective Illusions. And it's basically about the ways that a lot of the structures in our lives and our environments, those social structures, they tend to be illusions. They're not real. Like the law is not a real thing. The, the, the law of physics is a real thing. Like if you run into a door, you're going to get, you're going to break your nose. But if you break the law, quote unquote, the only real consequence is based off of people agreeing to enforce that law. So if everybody were to stop enforcing that law, it would no longer be a thing because it's not real. It's just something that we agree on. And a lot of times those things that we agree on are based off of delusion, illusion, or faulty wiring in our brains. Um, and one of the things that's really important to understand is that you cannot remove a person or their personality from the environment. And it's really difficult to evaluate who somebody is because you only know them in a certain context. The environment has a huge impact on everybody, all of us. We act differently around different people. We act differently in different situations, in different places, in different settings, when there's different expectations, when there's different crowds, when there's different groups, when there's different rules, when there's different implied rules. So like, for example, somebody may act one way at a bar and totally different at church. They may act very different in, in, in class versus at work um, versus with their friends versus just at a party. Right. And so it's really it's really important to understand that because there's a lot of complaints about how people are acting certain ways. It's like, oh, well, all men are trash. All women are garbage. All women, all men, all old people, all young people, all whatever. And it's like, well, it's, it's not really true. It means that all the people that you are interacting with that fit into those things have a tendency to act that way, or at least you perceive that they do. But it doesn't mean that people are acting that way. It means that in that environment, it's more likely that they're going to act that way. Um, and we can get into that a little bit more later. And I, I want to connect that with why that is relevant to social media. But understand that the different environments that you place yourself in, you're going to get different behaviors and different results. And so, for example, somebody who kind of believes in something, if they're put in an open discussion where um, they can freely express themselves, they can just fill out a questionnaire and just kind of answer, oh, this is what I think, and it's completely anonymous, you're going to get a different answer than if it's, hey, like you show up to this political rally and you're surrounded by people who are emotionally charged and who are, you know, maybe have a, an extreme view and they're, they're saying, well, what do you believe? Like, you're going to get a different reaction out of that person. They're going to give you a different answer. And so with social media, let's get back, let's get back to this book real quick so that I can kind of set the stage for the dangers of social media and also the benefits, because I hear a lot of people talking about how how dangerous social media is, and it definitely is, but it's dangerous because it has a lot of potential power. And so that power is neither good nor bad. It's just potential. It could be either. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to you about how you can use it to really truly transform your life and also how it can destroy our whole world, basically. So in this book, A Collective Illusions, he starts off by talking about this town it's this little small town. It's a very religious town, very kind of closed door. And um, this researcher went there and was kind of like learning from people. He got to know them. It was a long-term thing. I think it was a year. And I don't remember everything off the top of my head. But basically, um, he sat down with these people. He got to know them. And he wanted to study them, <laughs> which I'm sure was delightful on their end. Like, hey, humans, I'm here to, I'm here to research you. Uh, I'm sure aliens have never done that to us. But he goes in, he sits down, and, and over time he realizes, well, look, like this whole town believes that playing, I think it was bridge, it was some kind of playing cards, I want to say it was bridge, 
they believe that it's a bad thing, that it's like a sin. It's like it's it's against their religion, whatever. But about three-fourths of the population of this town are playing bridge regularly with each other. They're not playing it with everyone, but they're playing it with their little groups. And so most of the town plays this game, but they also believe that they're in a minority. And that is like one of the first illusions that he kind of um, talks about. Now, is there's this social norm that says that, hey, this is a bad thing to do. And in public, everybody agrees with that because people act differently in public than they do around their close friends. They are gonna to speak to someone that they trust and know well that they're comfortable with. They're gonna to talk to that person differently than they're gonna go out in public and say like what they believe. I'm much more likely to discuss um, my views on relationships and um, things like that amongst friends, amongst people that I care about and trust versus honestly on this show. And the reason being, because when I go on the show, like I have to think about, well, I'm not communicating to one person. I'm communicating to many people. And if I don't phrase things a certain way, it's going to be misinterpreted very, very easily. And so it's like, there's that certain amount of pressure. There's a certain amount of like understanding that I have to speak differently. And so even though I'm not, I don't change my views, the way that I express myself does change. And we all do this. We all do it. And I, I mean, there, there's other things that have an impact on me, obviously, and it's it's important to try to take the time to, to, to realize how our behavior changes, how our feelings about certain topics changes around different people, because what's happening there is that the environment, the social illusions that are enforcing the norms that we follow are having an impact on us. And that's important to understand and to start to notice. When we start to notice that in our own lives, we can start to notice it around us and we start to notice we start to understand that a lot of the systems that are in place are designed to keep us confined and to behave a certain way and it's not necessarily malicious or like this you know conspiracy that somebody's like actively creating the situation but but over time people have developed a system that kind of worked for a while for whatever reason but it's not necessarily the best solution it's not necessarily the best way of doing things right but it's an agreed upon social norm that this is what we do and so we stick with it and we don't question those norms and a lot of times that we don't question is one we don't realize the system is is there at all we don't even stop to think about it and then when we do stop to think about it and we start to question it we feel that we're in a minority we feel that most people agree with it and and people are wired to not speak up against the group we just are, that's just a reality. And everybody likes to think that they're free thinking. Everybody likes to think that they're independent. And some people are to more, to, to some extent, but no matter how, uh, how much of an individual you are, there is still a profound impact um, that is going to occur based off, off of the, imp the, uh, the environment that you're in. You're going to be influenced by the, by the, the people around you, by your, per your perception of their views. And so he's talking about this study where they went in, like all these people think that bridge is wrong, but they don't really believe that, but they think that everyone else believes it. So they publicly state that they believe that playing this card game is wrong. It's like a sin. It's the work of the devil, whatever. I feel personally that the devil could do a lot better than introducing playing cards if he really wanted to. Um, that's just my personal opinion. But anyway, there was like this also this like one particular lady who was very um loud and boisterous and like she was like very against it she was very vocal about it and so she had like this strong personality like she was like actually campaigning against these this this playing card or whatever and so since everyone believed that she represented the voice of the group everybody just kind of agreed with her and so she's this extreme person that actually very few people did agree with and even fewer people agreed with completely but they just went along with her because they thought that that's what everyone else was doing. And nobody, it, it's very, it's very difficult to stand up against the crowd like that. Um, it's very, it, it's, it's a little bit easier to disagree with the crowd and then to in private have different viewpoints and to, to kind of express that to your, um, your, your loved ones, the people that are close to you and say, yeah, you know, I don't really, I don't really vibe with that. I, I don't quite agree with that, whatever, but it's a, it's a much different story to go out there and actually publicly, um, 
com combat that, to, to stand up to it. And what makes it even worse is that all those people that do kind of agree with you are probably going to be vocal about disagreeing with you to some extent. And I mean, like the only way to really initiate that change, though, is for some people to stand up and do something about it. And so hopefully and it does happen where people that do agree with you, if you take the first step, they will sometimes follow. And then once and reluctantly, but once a few people start to follow you and you start to have some kind of group, then it kind of spreads. Then it kind of picks up some momentum and it's kind of that avalanche effect. But basically, he published the study and everybody realized like, hey, we're we're living in these illusions. This like actually most people are okay with Blaine Bridge. Most people play it. Most people enjoy it. Um, and it kind of crumbled a little bit. And what kind of like threw the cherry on top for me is he explained where that came from. It's not a religious thing. It's not, like there's nowhere in like any religious document that like, you know, thou shalt not play with cards. What it is, is that back in the good old days during the monarchy, people were rebellious. People didn't want to acknowledge the the monarchy at all and they're on on the face cards the suits there's the the king the queen and whatever else and to kind of give the middle finger to the court basically and we'll say well we're not going to play these cards because we don't even want to acknowledge you even in this little game and so that's where it, it started and it somehow turned into this idea that like it's a sin it's a bad thing to do this and it's a hundred percent a human-made concept that is founded in something that you don't even understand anymore. It's just this, this norm that is passed on and everybody just kind of plays by these rules and agrees to it, okay? And then he talks a little bit about the repetition bias. And I promise this is coming into social media. The repetition bias is pretty much what it sounds like. The more something is repeated, the more likely you are to agree with it, or at least to believe, to either believe it or at least to think that there's some validity to it. And it's really that simple. And we don't like to admit this. We don't, nobody wants to say, oh yeah, I'm that easy to manipulate. But the reality is that if you're exposed to the same thing over and over and over and over again, it starts to sink into your beliefs. And that's, that's basically how brainwashing works. That's how your brain is programmed and reprogrammed. You grow up and you see the same things over and over again. You learn those things. And they, you, 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 they become instilled as beliefs. They become part of who you think you are and how you think about the world. And so here's the danger. It turns out that you can do this with pretty much anything. So even something that you really disagree with, if you hear it enough times and it becomes normal, what it does is it, it triggers this belief that the group, the group, the crowd around you believes this thing. And that environment creates the illusion that the, the crowd thinks this and it triggers something in your brain It short circuits something it hacks your brain to think that hey I need to agree with the group so that I'm not kicked out and I don't starve to death because that's an evolutionary Imperative that we fit in with people. That's why it's, it, it's so painful to be rejected It's so painful to be like cast out of a social group Even if we don't really like that group that much it's really painful to be left out Like there's a visceral reaction that we have to that stuff. It's because there's an evolutionary purpose to it and that that is very deeply embedded in our biology, in our psychology. That's just, that's just something that's been around for a long time. We want to fit in. And so it, it's doing something unconsciously that we're not really aware of. But over time, like the, the progression is that you hear it over and over and over again. Eventually, you become desensitized to it. Now it no longer, like even if you really disagree with it, now it no longer creates that emotional of a reaction. Because like you... You know, you're exposed to the same thing over and over again. The first few times it upsets you. Then it starts to like, ah, I see this all the time. It is what it is. And then once you start to not be as combative towards it anymore, then it starts to sink into your belief system. You realize, well, maybe there's some validity to it. I don't agree with it, but I kind of, I, I, can, I, I get it. Like, I understand. And then it's like that foothold, and it eventually starts to change the way that you think about things. Now, what's interesting is you take yourself out of that environment where you no longer have that message repeated over and over again, and you kind of snap back to like, oh, wait, I, I don't agree with that. That's stupid. That's delusional. Whatever. So how does this play into social media? Well, social media, I'm going to talk about, we're, we're going to focus on TikTok. We can talk about Instagram too, but we're going to focus on TikTok just because it's a very fast-paced thing. Um, there's a lot of different stuff on there, and there's a lot of different ways that it could potentially go. So... If you see something that is repeated over and over and over again, 
And you know that you are likely to start to believe that if you are going to become biased towards that, if nothing else that you're going to start to maybe disagree with it less. But realistically, you're going to start to reprogram your brain because how does brainwashing work? It's repetition. Repetition is the name of the game in brainwashing. That's how it works. That is exactly how it works. You bombard people with the same message over and over and over again. You don't believe me. Why do advertisers hit the same commercial over and over and over again? Why is that so important? It's like to the point where we're annoyed by it. Like, I'm so tired of seeing this because it works, because it increases sales, because it changes the way people perceive that product, because we become so familiar with it. We assume that, hey, this is everywhere. Other people must be using it. That, that tricks us into thinking that this is a good thing. If nothing else, we become more comfortable with it. So when we're looking at all these different products and we realize, hey, like this one I'm super familiar with, even if I don't know much about it, I just keep seeing it. And all this other stuff I don't see as much. So inherently, I feel a little bit more comfortable with it. That's how we make decisions. People are not logical creatures. We like to think that we are. The evolutionary stage that we are in, we are infants. We are toddler level in terms of like human development and how far we have to go. We are not very smart. We like to think that we are, and we're much smarter than we were, you know, a hundred thousand years ago, but really we're still operating based off of those evolutionary imperatives and impulses. We're still operating based off of our biology that we do not really understand that well. So you repeat something over and over and over again. What happens? You start to reprogram your brain. Now this can be a very good thing or a very bad thing. And I don't think I really need to explain why um, it's, it's a it could be a bad thing because, you know, obviously destructive messages could be put out there and repeated and eventually people will start to agree with them. And maybe you're special. Maybe you're too smart for that. But let's admit that the, the majority of the population besides you, because, of course, you're too smart. Um, but most people are going to be sucked into this. OK, and like we can see how that's a dangerous thing because you don't want everybody else to agree with this crazy person that's, you know, saying all this this stuff that's like, you know, talking about hurting other people or um, misleading other people or, or whatever, you're not going to fall for it, but most people are. So let's, let's admit that that's a dangerous thing. Here's the positive side. If you are smart, which I think you are, if you're listening to me, um, if you are an intelligent person, you can understand that this social media actually has a lot of power. It controls it. It's something that's not going anywhere. So it's either it's a tool that you can use or you can ignore or you can abuse. If you use it, what you can do is you can intentionally reprogram your brain. You can you can intentionally change the way that you think. One, by using the repetition bias Two, by building communities of people that align with your vision of the future. So, for example, if you get on my TikTok, if, I, if, I, if you were just to scroll through and see what I see, on a daily basis. It's like one video is stuff about sales. One's about, um, you know, entrepreneur, entrepreneur, business owner, um, biohacking, uh, philosophers, whatever stuff. It's like, it's, it's mostly stuff about making money and being healthy. That, that is most of what it is. There's a couple of people on there that I just consider to be really smart people that are very insightful and they'll talk about things like philosophy or whatever, or just like current issues stuff like that. There, there are things like that. There's on, on like the just the main page, there's a little bit of junk that pops up every now and again. Um, there's a couple funny videos here and there. There's a couple comedians. But I spend most of my time, I switch over to the following section. So I only see people that I'm following. And it's just like, if you were to listen to it, if you're not interested in, in making money and improving yourself and being healthier, you're going to be insanely bored. And I've had a lot of relationships. <laughs> where people are like, your for you page is fucking boring. Your TikTok sucks. I'm like, why? It's like, well, it's not funny or it's not interesting. It's not entertaining. It's like, it is to me because I'm learning things. I'm hearing these influential people that I look up to and respect. And I'm just like in these short bites, I'm just, I'm bombarding myself with their viewpoints, with their um, mindsets, with their phrases, with their mannerisms and characteristics. And so what I'm doing is I'm allowing myself to model these people and I'm taking in this, this a, a lot of information. I'm not consciously processing most of it, but I'm just surrounding myself with this feeling that like the community, the people that I connect with, there's, I'm creating an illusion for myself 
then in fact, I am actually surrounded by wealthy people who are very healthy, who are dedicated to self-improvement. And so like that repetition bias is working for me because I have carefully selected people that I somewhat trust. I don't fully trust anybody, but people that their content at least is valuable. And it is something that I believe can improve my life. And I'm bombard myself with that whenever I do take that downtime. And I don't, I don't spend very much time on TikTok. I don't spend very much time on social media, period. But like everybody wants to relax at some point. And honestly, it's more entertaining than watching TV. And sometimes I just don't have the, the energy to read or something. So it's like, yeah, I can, I can online. I can on social media. That is me intentionally creating a system that I know is going to brainwash me, but I'm going to brainwash myself in a positive way. I'm going to fall forward, basically. I'm going to intentionally choose the people that influence me because guess what? You are going to be influenced. You are going to have people that impact your brain. And if you're just mindlessly scrolling through social media, seeing whatever the hell happens to pop up, if you're only watching the news, if you're only watching these people that talk about politics and like how the world is this dangerous, dark, awful fucking place. That's what you're going to think. That's what you're going to feel. You're going to be surrounded by people who create this illusion that the world is a bad place. And you're going to think unconsciously that everyone agrees with this because you create an echo chamber for yourself. So it's like if you have a very political page and you're just seeing all this politics, like, oh my God, Andrew Tate's such a misogynist and all this other crap. And it's like, well, that's what you're gonna see. That's what you're gonna believe. And you're not gonna see any evidence that contradicts that. You're not gonna see people that are arguing against that person. And if you do, you're probably gonna scroll because it's gonna get uncomfortable for you. So you don't see that there's actually other viewpoints out there. You're just being bombarded with the same stuff over and over and over and over and over again. And it's going to change the way that you think. And look, it doesn't make you dumb for being brainwashed. That is how we are wired. You have to be very meticulous and very careful and very intentional about who you give your attention to, about who you allow into your brain. Why do TV commercials work so well? Because you are in a relaxed state of mind when you watch them. You are not sitting there thinking like, like look, if you go into a car dealership, I used to sell cars. If you go into a dealership, you're on guard. <laughs> you know that this person is going to try to sell you something. You know that this person is not going to be completely honest with you. And like, I'll admit it. Like I was like, there were times I wasn't totally honest when I was selling cars. And I mean, I can justify that all I want. The reality is that I kind of feel bad about some of the things that, you know, I said to people. And that's one of the reasons I left that industry because I didn't feel right about it. But the reality is people are on guard when they talk to salesmen. Why? Because they understand that you're trying to sell them something. When you're sitting in front of a TV and you're watching your favorite show and boom, something comes up talking about like, I don't know, a celebrity that eats at McDonald's or something fucking stupid. It's like, it doesn't trigger those same warnings like, oh my God, this person is here to scam me and get me. It's just like, oh yeah, that's, that's McDonald's. That's the commercial. They do that. Yeah, they, they advertise, they use celebrities, but you don't think about it. It doesn't send you into that state of like alertness and preparedness where I'm like combative and like I need to be on guard. And so you stay in this relaxed state of mind. The more relaxed you are, the more suggestible you are. That is why TV commercials work so well. That's why billboards work so well. Because you're not like sitting there reading the billboard. Oh, maybe I should go to that store. Oh, maybe I should do that thing. You don't even pay attention to it. You kind of notice it's there. It gets into your unconscious because your defenses are down when you're driving. You're not paying attention to like, I need to be on guard against all these advertising schemes. I need to, I need to watch out for that salesman. Like, you're not thinking about that. You're, you're fucking driving. And so what happens is that stuff sinks into your unconscious. And it's the same thing with social media. If you are zoned out, if you're just vegging out and you're scrolling and you have not been intentional about what kind of content you um, are telling the algorithm you're interested in, you're gonna get a lot of crap. You're going to get a lot of garbage. You're going to see a lot of things that influence you. And you're not going to fully be able to articulate how they have influenced you. You're not even going to understand the impact that it has on you. So if you're going to use social media, which I encourage you to, use it intentionally. Be very careful about what you do. Because guess what? You can actually really reprogram your brain. If you decide, hey, I'm not in the best place right now. I'm in a, actually in a bad place. I want to get my life together. I want to improve myself. I want to become the best version of myself possible. Who were some people I look up to? Probably Jack. 
probably the first guy that comes to mind, but maybe there's also some other people that you like really respect. If you go follow those people, which you probably are, and you start filtering out and you realize like, hey, there's actually a lot of crap on here. There's a lot of garbage on here. It's just junk. It's fluff. Let's go find some things that really make me think, that teach me things. And I'm going to fill my social media with this. And it's like, it doesn't have to be like dry intellectual stuff. It should be things that you enjoy so that you actually, you know, are involved to some extent. But it also doesn't need to be like the super overstimulating crap that you're going to get sucked into for hours on end. But you go and you spend a couple minutes a day, you know, maybe a half hour a day. Even if like, I'm not even going to get into like cutting back on social media yet. Like there obviously is a negative effect that it has on your brain chemistry um, and, and stuff like that. But let's not even get into that today. Let's just talk about the fact that it influences how you think. Because when you surround yourself, when you, you're creating an, an illusion that most people around you in your group think this way. And that makes that changes your behavior. If you are seeing a bunch of really successful people who are constantly talking about this is how I got better at this. This is the mindset that I have. And you're like, it's going to rub off on you. They talk about like you're the sum of your five closest friends. I don't totally agree with that, but there's a lot of truth to it. You know, I believe that if you are in a situation like it wasn't until recently that I've had friends that are like on the same anywhere close to the same level as me. Not in terms of like I'm better than them, but in terms of like what we want out of life. It wasn't until recently that I met people that are as motivated as me to be fucking rich, to be as healthy as possible, to live as long as possible. Like I finally have found a community of people that are dedicated to making absurd amounts of money, being ridiculously healthy. Like we're into biohacking, we're into self-improvement, we're all reading the same books, we're all doing the same things. It wasn't until recently that I got to that point where I found that community. But all those years of not having that didn't preclude me from doing that. So it's like you're not automatically the sum of your five closest friends. But if you choose to spend time with those people more than is necessary, you have to understand that they are going to impact you. If you're in a dead end job and everyone you work with is a loser and has no intention of moving up in the world, no intention of improving themselves, they're just going to die there and they're going to complain about how they can't attract a partner that's actually worth anything and their kids hate them and all this other stuff. And they're always broke and they're always sick. They're always unhealthy. They're always unhappy. They're always bored. They're always depressed. They're always anxious. And it's like, well, of course you are you're going to have that rub off on you as well. And it may not totally corrupt you. If you look at that person and say, I do not want to be that person, that is my motivation to not be um, like that. To, that is why I work so hard, because I do not want to be that person. You're not automatically the sum of that person, okay? But you do have to understand that if, you, if you're not very careful, if you don't keep your defenses up around that person, which you can't 24-7, you cannot totally be on guard against the, 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 the repetitive comments that people make over and over and over again. Um, again, like when I worked at the dealership, love a lot of the guys there, but they complain about fucking everything. And I had to set very clear boundaries with those people because they would just come up and start bitching at me about like, oh my God, customers are so annoying and everyone's so rude. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, yes, you know this. You work with the public. People are fucking rude. People are crazy. People are dumb. People are a waste of time. People are taking advantage of you. People are coming in here in a combative mindset, but you know this, like you work here and I understand that you like, it gets to you sometimes and you, you need to vent, you need to talk to somebody. I get it, but you should not be coming to me every 20 minutes, every single time somebody leaves your desk saying like complaining about this person, stop fucking complaining because I understand that it, it influences my energy. It changes the way that I feel about myself in that moment. It impacts my mood and I don't want to be like that. So if you're going to be surrounded by people, sometimes guess what? Like if you're waiting tables right now and that's the only real option that you have and you're, you're working on getting out of there, but you just, you can't do it yet. I get it. Like I've been in that situation too. I was in that situation for a long time. Sometimes you just got to do what you can. And it's like, you're surrounded by negative people, but you, you just, you have to keep pushing anyway. Okay. But you have a lot of discretion over what kind of social media personalities you allow into your inner, inner, inner circle. Excuse me. Can't talk today. I'm thirsty. You have a lot of discretion over that. You can decide, hey, I want to follow Grant Cardone because he's, a, he's, he's all about getting money and he's a very motivating person. He's very real, very direct. He's very practical. Um, and like, I want to follow that person. And maybe I don't really take his advice in terms of like business, but I do like, 
I listen to his content a lot. Like this is something genuinely that I, I relate to. I've listened to a lot of Grant Cardone stuff. And so um, it's not necessarily like the business tactics or anything, but it's like a lot of times when I feel like quitting, when I feel like ah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip this call. I don't wanna talk to this person. I don't wanna try to push through this objection because I still work in sales and like whatever it is, I'll, I'll, I'll hear his voice in my head because over and over and over and over again, like hundreds of times I've heard this guy say, you've got to be unreasonable. You've got like, you don't want to be average. You want to push through that. Like an average person would skip out on this right now. Like you, you don't want to be average. You want to be unreasonable because that's the only way you're going to be unreasonably successful. And it's like, fuck, like I got to do it. Like I got to fine. I'll, I'll knock on this door. I'll make this call. I'll talk to this person. I'll push through this objection, whatever it is. And it's like, it doesn't always work, but I have instilled this like, mindset because like I've listened to him so much that automatically when I'm in a situation I like he is still influencing me even though I've never met the man in person hopefully I will one day but I've never met this guy he's had a profound impact on me because I have allowed him into my social media algorithm and like I listen to him on on like his podcast and everything as well like I've I've been exposed to his mindset so much that it has started to rub off on me and that's a really powerful thing when you pick people who you aspire to be like. Okay, it's a dangerous thing when you are not, when you do not practice discretion over who you allow in. Like if somebody's like really funny, for example, and like they also have these crazy political ideas, but you you watch them because they're funny. Well, eventually those political ideas are going to start to be kind of embedded in your unconscious a little bit. If nothing else, they're going to seem less crazy to you. And the less crazy something seems to you, the less your defenses are up and the more likely you are to let it in. So the, the moral of the story here is to remind us, I think I'm coming up on a half hour here, um, but the moral of the story is like, look, you can intentionally use social media to program your, your brain, to program yourself for success, to instill certain beliefs and attitudes that you otherwise would not have been exposed to. Because guess what? I can't go meet Grant Cardone anytime I want, but I can surround myself with his content every day. I can still get a lot of benefit from what he does. And I can think of a hundred other people that are, are on the same level that I, I look up to. And here's the downside to it though. You have to actually think you have to actually use your brain. It's really difficult and it's uncomfortable. And that's why most people don't do it. But the reality is that if you don't think for yourself, if you don't exercise discretion, you're going to screw yourself over. And so in particular, what I'm like, want to address, I actually thought of making a whole episode on this because I was really pissed off because I was like, I surround myself with all these people. And you, you may have noticed that I, when I was listing off who I follow, there's no psychologists, there's no psychology pages, which might be surprising for you because that's kind of my thing. I wanna understand how the brain works. Well, here's the deal. There are a few people, like there's a few therapists that I follow that occasionally give good advice. There's a few people that do help with certain problem solving skills. There's a few individuals that will share psychology advice. But most of what passes for psychological advice is complete garbage. It's, um, it's just not true. It's not based in psychology. It's based in their perception of other people, their interpretation of people. Which, don't get me wrong, that's kind of how psychology started. It kind of came from the philosophers who were just trying to figure out the world. And then it became, eventually it became a discipline science, um, which <laughs> some people disagree with. But um, no, like for real though, it, it really... There, there's so much garbage out there. Psychology Today, for example, I hate that fucking publication. I hate Psychology Today. It's, it's trash. It's fluff. It's bullshit. It's nothing more than feel-good nonsense. It's delusion. They published that study recently talking about how, like, the rise of single, lonely men. And I read that, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. Well, I didn't even read it. I, it came up on social media. People were talking about this. It was mostly feminists talking about it. Talking about, oh, men get what they deserve. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. Let me go read the article. And the article is, is garbage. Like, it's, it's not really based in anything real. There's a couple of statistics that they throw out there that 
don't really pertain to anything. And it's a bunch of, it's just, it's just nonsense. It's just a way for people to kind of express their political agendas. And I kind of, I, I couldn't even finish the article. I was like, this is delusion. It's not based on anything that's really tangible. But then it was being passed around social media. And it's kind of like, it almost seems to me like the response to like the other end of the table, which was Andrew Tate coming out and talking about, we need to empower men. We need to um, help men become stronger. We need to help motivate men to, to stop being fucking weak and lazy. And like, I'm for that. Uh, he's definitely inflammatory about how he does it. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that they canceled him. Um, I think that he was doing much more good than harm. Um, any argument against him as a person seems, as far as I can tell, pretty, again, delusional and unfounded. I got in an argument with somebody this morning on social media, and this is, again, the dangers of social media. And she was like, oh, yeah, it's a win for the girls. He's, he's banned. He's a misogynist. And I commented. I said, well, how is he a misogynist? How is he a bad person? Like, what is this hate speech that you're talking about? She's like, well, if you don't know, you don't uh, you know. I've, I've watched a lot of his content. Um, again, he's inflammatory. He's He's provoking controversy but he's like most of what he's saying is hey stop being fucking lazy get off your ass and go work go do things very empowering very motivating just kind of realistic like look if you achieve a certain level of success you can get away with certain things and like nobody likes to hear that but it's reality we don't like to hear that rich people can get away with things that poor people can't but it's truth and anybody who has half a brain knows that and she gets all upset with me and i'm trying to bring the conversation to the sense of like look we can disagree, and I don't care if you disagree. Like you can hate the man, I don't care. But let's let's get to the point where we can respect each other as people and still have this discussion. And it's it's just not possible with people who are too brainwashed by the fact that hey, over and over and over and over again, I have seen this content tell me that this is a bad person, and it is being repeated over and over and over again. I can't articulate why. I can only say that. Well, everybody else has said that he's a bad person. Everybody else has, has has talked about like, or I've seen this two minute clip of like how he said something that was offensive, whatever. And like, I'm going to completely judge this person based off of that. Here's the thing. If you take somebody who has said something, maybe it was a joke, maybe it was a real statement, maybe it was a mistake, maybe they actually believe it, whatever. If you take a 20 second clip and say, oh my God, you play this over and over and over again. And it's like this thing that casts this person in a negative light. The repetition bias is going to kick in and you're going to see this person as a as being a, a bad person because you only see this one bad thing repeated over and over and over again the reality is that we are all bad people to some extent we are complicated people nobody is all good nobody's all bad even the best people out there they have done or said something at some point in their lives that was not so great and if you were to play that on repeat it's going to make them look like an awful person and this is like a political strategy what do they do when they're trying to discredit somebody who's running for office they find the things that they've said that are inflammatory that are wrong or sometimes they're just controversial whatever and they 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 take them out of context and they play them over and over and over again and what happens you see this negative thing played on repeat constantly and you start to believe this is a bad person and you know what maybe they are a bad person if it's a politician they definitely are I mean, they are. No, no politician is. It gives a shit about you. They're all bad people. But let's let's keep this in perspective. Look, if you see somebody cast in a negative light over and over again, you're going to believe that they're negative. If you only see the good things that they've said, you're going to believe that they're a good person. And it's very important to understand. I don't care if you disagree or agree with them. I really don't. This is the issue. The issue is that. Your perception of this person is nothing more than an illusion. It is not real. It is the social media's presentation of this person. And your algorithm, my algorithm, and somebody else's algorithm is going to be different. We're going to see different elements of the same complicated issue. But when we only see the one side of the issue being repeated over and over again, we're going to, it's, it's the repetition bias kicks in and we start to believe that. We, it starts to sink in. And it's really important that we understand, look, if you're going to expose yourself to anything on social media, understand that it is nothing more than an illusion. If you're going to talk to any one person, that person that you are talking to is not real. That is a persona that they portray to you 
in that particular environment. If they were to go in a totally different environment, they would act differently. If they were to be around a completely different group of people, they would act differently. That's why it takes so long to get to know somebody in a relationship. That's why if you move in with somebody quickly, it's a bad idea. And trust me, I'm speaking from experience because I'm really bad about that. Um, but it takes about at least six months to start to really get to know somebody. Why? Because you have to see them in a lot of different environments. You have to see them around a lot of different people. Because that girl that you met at the club is not going to act the same way at the bar as she does with her family. She's not going to act the same way around her friends, like her, her drunk, slutty friends, as she is if you go out to Applebee's with her. She's not like people, we behave differently in different situations. We behave differently around different groups and in different environments. Those pressures are very real, they're very tangible. And so you have to be with somebody in a bunch of different places to kind of get the average, like to kind of get a sense for who they are, right? It doesn't mean that somebody, some people are, but most people are not like totally night and day different. Like if you meet them at a club versus if you meet them at Cracker Barrel, I mean, like they're probably going to be pretty different, but it doesn't mean that like in one situation that they believe in God and one situation that they don't believe in God, like the values tend to be kind of similar, but the, the pressures and the behaviors, they, they tend to be very different. Okay. And so when you look at like social media in particular, understand that you are only getting a small piece of the puzzle. You are only, if you, it's, it's, it's really dumb to judge somebody based off of a few comments that they make. Like even if you listen to my podcast for, what, what have I done this for, like two years now? Um, almost two years. It's like, you, you understand kind of my viewpoints on certain things, but you, even like if you're a longtime listener, you don't really know what I think about things that I don't talk about. And you don't know how I'm going to act if we're, you know, I used to DJ. Guess what? I act a little bit different when I'm DJing versus when I'm speaking to an, an educated audience about psychology or philosophy. I act a little bit differently when I'm making a sales presentation than I do when I'm just hanging out with my friends. Okay. And it's not, that's not me being dishonest as a person. It, it means that I am a complicated person, just as you are, just as everyone is. And it's really dangerous for social media to pick and choose which elements of a person they want to portray and put out there. Because if somebody, let's say that the owner um, who I think Bill Gates bought the American version of um, TikTok, do we trust him? Do we trust Bill Gates? I fucking don't. I don't trust Bill Gates. So let's say that he decides, hey, you know what? I don't like this particular person. I don't like this political candidate. Um, I want the algorithm to start to discriminate against them. I want this, this algorithm to start to pick and choose the negative stuff. And I want accounts that portray the positive elements of this person to be blocked and the negative elements of this person to kind of flourish and to do well. Well, what happens very quickly is that the global perception of that individual changes, okay? And I'm not saying that they were initially a good person or a bad person, they're a complicated person. The issue is that if you start canceling people because you disagree with them, what you're doing is, is you're, you're exacerbating that issue. When you only focus on these negative things or these positive things and you repeat them over and over and over and over again, it creates that echo chamber where you're in this situation where you see one side of the puzzle and you believe that this is true. Like the news repeats the same things over and over again. Social media repeats the same things over and over again. If you're going to make educated decisions based off of a complicated topic, you cannot do it by only looking at people that you agree with. You need to get off social media to do that, okay? That's one of the dangers of it. It's because it kind of influences people. Like just as you can, you can sit down and say, I'm going to reprogram my brain. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to become a much better person. And I'm going to do that how? I'm going to do that by choosing to surround myself with people um, and, and accounts that are very educational, that are aligned with where I want to be in a couple years. You can reprogram yourself. Most people don't take the time to do that. Most people are just kind of blindly, mindlessly scrolling through social media and they're not really paying attention to what's happening. And that's a really fucking dangerous situation because anyone who has influence over what is portrayed can brainwash you into believing pretty much whatever they want. And now here's the thing. People always go, that's not true. Like if like, I'm just going to use the left and right as an example. If somebody, a right wing individual says, well, that's not true. A liberal can never make me believe their side of the view. Or a liberal says, oh, that's not true. A Republican can never make me believe their side of the table. Can't they? 
they don't need to, first of all, but can they? I think that they can. They definitely can. But here's the real thing. They don't need to. They only need to create division between you and that other side. Because look, realistically, remember this situation in the beginning where everybody was playing bridge and everybody thought that it was wrong, but everybody publicly said, hey, I actually don't agree with this. I actually don't agree with it, or I don't agree with playing bridge. I think it's wrong, but then in private, they're like, oh yeah, we play bridge, it's not a big deal. Well, it turns out the same thing happens with politics. Most people are not on the extreme end of either side, okay? But they believe that most of their companions, most of the people that agree with them, are further to the extreme than they are. Most people are closer to the middle, and when they answer in private, when they answer anonymous questionnaires, they tend to be not necessarily like in agreement with the other side, but they tend to, to be more tolerant than you would think. But in public, people are very divided, very decisive, uh, excuse me, divisive. Um, why? Because the loud minority of people that are like screaming and making all this fuss, they create the illusion that everyone else agrees with that. And then everybody kind of agrees with that. If nothing else, they don't really argue with those people, you know? And so that creates this illusion that, well, this whole community, this whole group that I'm a part of believes these things, so I'm gonna go along with that. And they don't necessarily agree with it. So the issue is that, look, let's say that we totally disagree on politics. We're on both sides of the table. We are completely at odds. The goal is not for me to say something um, that you disagree with and argue with you until you believe me. That's not the goal. The goal is not to make you conform to my worldview. The goal is, for us to have an intelligent conversation, to find a middle ground where we do both agree, and to come to this, this point where we can respect each other and still say, hey, I, I think you're wrong about this. I understand where you're coming from, though, and I still, I still appreciate and value as a person. I'm going to continue to disagree with you, but it's not from a place of hatred. It's not from a place of anger. It's not an emotional charge. It's just this is what I believe. This is why, and I, I disagree with you on this. Because if we can all do that, there's going to be a lot less issues, but nobody wants that. The people at the top, they want people to be divided. They want people to see the other side as this extreme, um, you know, polarized issue. They don't want people to realize that most of us kind of are on the same page. You know, like maybe this person is pro-life, this person is pro-choice, but at the end of the day, we don't really hate the person on the other end of the table. We just disagree with that one particular way of doing things. We Maybe one person believes in you know, a certain um, system of government and the other person believes in another system of government. But both people believe in that because they want the best for the community. They just have different ideas of how to get there. And it's like, you can believe that somebody else is kind of dumb for wanting that particular system of government, but you can appreciate the fact that they, they have the best intentions. And that completely changes the discussion. When you really care about somebody and you think that, hey, this is actually a, a good human being who is just kind of misguided, you're going to speak to them very differently than if you just think that, oh my God, this is an evil person. Because that's what social media does. That's what the media in general does, is they take these things, they take these extreme views, and they cut them up into these little sound bites, these little clips, and they repeat them over and over and over again. And they create this sense that this other side is this really bad, destructive, awful person or organization, and they only show you the worst of it, and that creates a certain amount of fear. You start to believe through the repetition that that is how that entire side thinks and operates, and it's just completely at odds with your viewpoint. So what does that do? It creates division. It creates a, a sense of separation between you and this other side, and it, it, it increases competitiveness because both sides, they believe that they're fighting against evil. They don't believe that they're fighting, that they're arguing against somebody who has different views of life and how things should go, they believe that they're, they're fighting against their values, that they're fighting against like a real enemy. And that's what keeps politics alive is that decisiveness, divisiveness. I don't know why I keep saying that. Anyway, and so that's like the side of social media that people don't seem to talk about. And like sometimes people do talk about it, but it, it, I, I don't ever hear that. And I want people to understand, it's like, look, if you don't agree with what somebody is doing or saying, Understand that you don't have the full picture, okay? Disagree with them. I don't care. But understand that, like, this person that you know and talk to who seems to have these really different beliefs than you, if you can get in a habit of engaging them, 
in a calm discussion, which is difficult when politics come up. But if you can get in the habit of engaging them in a calm discussion, you will start to realize that you have more similarities than differences. Social media is a tool that is used sometimes, just like the media in general is, um, to create that divided sense of separation amongst individuals because that is what keeps um when you when you create this sense of competition i'll give it a good example when i was in the marines and and um, even on sales teams now it's like one of the best ways to get people to perform better is to break them into groups and say you're competing against this group you create that competition okay and then what happens immediately it's like you have one team one day and then the next day, like the team is completely reorganized and people that were um, on that team are some of them are gone. And then some of them have been replaced with people that you were at odds with the day before. And it's like every single day I see the exact same thing happen. Immediately, people start talking shit. Like without without any hesitation, that just happens right away. Because you're creating this group and you're saying it's us versus them. And I'm not saying that competition is a bad thing. It is, it, I think it's a good thing. But it's, it's very easy to convince people that like their team is better than the other team and that the other team is just wrong. But then you can completely reorganize those teams the next day and still have people just as convicted, just as convinced. I, I keep saying the wrong words for some reason today. I don't know why. There's something wrong with me. You can have people convinced, excuse me, that their team is still still better, even though it's not the same team anymore. And we do this in the Marines all the time. We do this in, in sales competitions all the time. It's a great way to increase productivity. Why? Because people get riled up. Emotions get involved. People start talking shit to each other. People start going crazy. And what happens? Well, they take action. They do things. Stuff happens. Okay? So the people that are driving these political agendas or government agendas, whatever they are, these social change agendas, which we could just call politics. The people that are driving these things, they want that division. They want people to be at odds with each other. Because if we would stop fighting with each other and start looking at like, well, who is inciting all of this hatred? Who is inciting all of this competition? Well, then we would turn our focus to the very select few who are actually controlling things. But we never will because we're too busy at war with each other. Too busy being at war with each other, excuse me. Too busy fighting each other. And so that's a very important thing to understand with social media. It's like you're going to be bombarded with stuff that makes you hate other people. You're going to be bombarded with um, one thing that I'm seeing a lot of right now personally. And again, this could be like a, an example of how even I'm biased. And I say even I'm biased as if I think I'm above biasing. Um, but like one of the things that I see a lot like for, for a long time, it was kind of like, you know, ethnic differences. And right now, what I'm seeing a lot of is more gender differences, um, men versus women, you know, like the whole, like, there's so much content out there about how, like, men are trash and women are trash and everything else. And it's like, well, all men are misogynistic predators or all women are, you know, gold digging hoes or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> it's like you have, like, this 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 um this polarized sense of like everyone's at odds with each other and what really strikes me as being profoundly depressing and just really sad to think about is how many people are caught up in this idea that like all men want is sex or all women care about is um you know like what you've accomplished they only want your money and men only want your body whatever else and it's like genuinely Pretty much everybody wants a, a meaningful relationship. They want to be satisfied with somebody. They want to be in love with somebody. They want to have something, like a person that they can count on that is always there for them. They want to be in love. They want something fulfilling. And then you, you create this narrative of like, well, too bad the other side only wants this thing. The other side is, is awful. They're, they're evil people. And where does that start? Is it, is, it, is it a conspiracy to keep us separated? Or is it the result of people getting hurt over and over again and becoming bitter? Probably a combination of the two, if you ask me. Um, but you look at like, well, it, it's depressing because everybody really just wants to be loved. And along the way, some people, you know, take advantage of others and they, they temporarily want something else. And so they, they, they go out of their way to get that thing, or maybe they, they believe that they want 
this particular person and then once they get them they realize they don't actually want that but the end goal is not to hurt others it's 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 an attempt to satisfy their own desire um, their own needs to to find that sense of belonging to that that sense of comfort that evolutionary desire to pair bond and pass on your genetic information to the next um, round of humans like that 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 is like ultimately like how many people are just deeply depressed and sad and lonely and just if only we could express that to each other and realize that hey like i'm actually looking for something real i just don't understand how to get it because we're not taught how to communicate with one another men and women are not taught how to court one another we're, we're given these social norms well and, and a lot of them are very self-sabotaging and they're they're compounded they're exacerbated by the use of social media you see this stuff like hot girl summer for whatever reason like what the fuck is that it's like oh go out be a slut and then be surprised when men only want sex it's like well the men you're around only want sex you're communicating that you are only interested or only valuable for a short-term relationship. Of course, the only men that you're going to attract only want sex. Or then as, you, as a man, it's like, oh, well, you did, yeah, 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 don't try to impress women. Just just do what you want. Just go out with the boys and play video games, smoke weed. It's like, well, why am I lonely? Because you're a fucking loser. Because you haven't done anything impressive. You haven't done anything worth attracting somebody into your life. And it's like, both sides of the table, it's like, those people are not bad people. They're, they're victims of this social programming. They've been told, well, this is how you become happy. This is, that's all that we want. We want to become happy. We want to be satisfied and fulfilled. And we don't know how to do it. So what do we do? We turn to other people. We learn from other people. And we are, the same thing is repeated over and over again. Oh, well, just, just focus on yourself. Just focus on your career. Just focus on doing this side or the other. You know, if you want men's attention, you got to dress a certain way. You got to you got to dress for attention. You got to do whatever. Don't go to the gym and make yourself more attractive. Just dress a certain way. That'll that'll do it. Or it's like, oh, okay, well, how do I get girls? Oh, we have to learn how to talk to girls. You have to learn how to run game. It's like, what 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 what, what the fuck? What what does that even mean? It's like, no, you need to make yourself into a more attractive person. You need to learn to present yourself in a way that people are going to look at you as a valuable partner. And nobody like talks about how to do that. Nobody talks about how to find somebody that is worth being with. And even fewer people talk about how to become somebody that is worth being with so that when you do find that person, they actually want to be with you. And this stuff is just compounded by social media because people will get on there and they'll, they'll post their breakups. They'll post this stuff that like this bad thing happened to them. And they say like, oh, well, love is a lie. Men are trash. Women are whores. Women are whatever. Men are whatever. And it's like, you're, you're seeing this stuff repeated over and over and over again, all this negative stuff. You'll see these people on Facebook or whatever else talking about how life is just so hard and, you know, I have so much anxiety about all this stuff that's happening and everything's so scary because of blah, blah, blah. And you see this over and over and over and over again, and you start to believe that this is what everybody believes. You start to believe this is what the group thinks. And so you become less vocal in speaking out about it, which means that you are complicit in that illusion, which means that you start to buy into it to some extent because unconsciously you start to agree with it. You start to be swept up in that, that flood of just um, negativity. And now you're a part of the problem and you, really, you wonder, why am I depressed? Why am I sad? Why is my life this way? Because you have surrounded yourself with people that are not moving in the direction that you want to be moving in. You are surrounding yourself with people who are bringing you down, not physically, but in terms of social media. And so it's a very powerful tool that you can use to take control of your life, or it's a very powerful tool that can, use, or that can be used to sabotage the course of human civilization. And if you do not think that the powers that be are using this to create division amongst us, you are a fool. Because they are. Just like people, advertisers are using it to make more money. Individuals are using it to start businesses. People are using social media for all kinds of things. And then it, it cracks me up whenever I meet somebody and I talk about TikTok. And I'm like, oh, this is a bunch of girls dancing in their underwear. I'm like, for you it is. That's what you're looking at. I, I'm, I'm, I'm learning things every single day about how to make more money, how to get better at what I do, how to be healthier, how to be happier. I'm learning from it. Like the content is there. You have to look for it. People are like, you use TikTok? That's just, that's just a bunch of stupid videos. That's what you're interacting with. That's what you're filling your brain with. And that is representative of what you fill your life with. 
So I encourage you to go through your social media. I'm going to wrap it up for today because I could talk about this for another hour probably. Um, I encourage you to go through your social media. Purge everything that does not align you with your vision of everything that you want, that does not move you towards your goals. Just purge. Get rid of all those stupid little influencers that have all this crappy material, all this fluff, all this garbage. Get rid of psychology today. Honestly, get rid of pretty much any psychology page. There's so much crap out there. There's people that talk about all this stupid shit. Like, um, there's one, if, if something starts with psychology facts or psychology says, it has nothing to do with psychology. I promise you. It's some idiot's fucking interpretation of life. It's some middle schooler trying to be profound. I see the one, here's a meme that I found the other day. Um, apologizing doesn't always mean you're wrong and the other person is right. It means you value your relationship over your ego. What the fuck does that mean? What? Why would you apologize for something that you know you were not wrong for? That is manipulation. That is a toxic relationship. If you feel that the only way to be secure in your relationship is to always agree with your partner, even when they are wrong, even when they disagree with your values, with the things that you believe to be true and correct, if you believe that you cannot hold that person unless you compromise your beliefs and your values, I'm not saying be, be disrespectful about it. I'm not saying um, do whatever the hell you want, hurt that person and then refuse to apologize. I'm saying if you, you don't, you shouldn't have to apologize to somebody for a disagreement. If you are in a, a mature, real relationship, you can disagree with each other. That is totally fine. Stuff like that. And like, um, there's all this crap out there. There's actually somebody that's using my name. It kind of pisses me off. Um, talking about how like fucking, uh, his, like his username is psychology hacks, something. And it's all garbage. It's all this crap about like, just, just superficial nonsense. Um, here, let me see. I got my phone out. The way you dress is linked to your mood. So dressing will help you. So dressing will most often helps in keeping you more stably happy. I can't even fucking read that. The grammar is so bad and people are passing this off. This has like millions of views. Like that, that blows my mind that people are, are considered that psychological advice. It has nothing to do with the way that your brain works. Can, can dressing a certain way impact your mood? Yeah, I'm sure it can probably, but guess what? I constantly wear black t-shirts and shorts and flip-flops. And some people look at that as being ridiculous, but the reality is that, like, I'm too lazy to put shoes on half the time. I get hot really easily, so I don't like to wear long pants or long sleeves. I don't wear long sleeves in the winter unless I'm in fucking Romania or, um, you know, Norway or something. Like, even there, I still wore t-shirts inside. I, I just would put a coat on over it. Um, and people get so weirded out, like, I have to dress to express my personality, to express my mood. Bro, your mood changes a thousand times a day. Your mood is constantly fluctuating. Like, that's so stupid. Um, anyway, I can go on and on and on and on about this. It's, it's a bunch of nonsense. My point is, you need to be very careful about who you choose to spend your time with. And that includes your friends and choose, it, it includes your social media, okay? Use it to program your brain in a productive way. Cut out anything that is providing garbage. If you watch something over and over again, and I have to, honestly, I, I have to do this myself, and I, I realized this morning that I'm kind of allowing certain stress into my life that shouldn't be there. If you are watching content that pisses you off, you need to look at that in a certain way. Is it upsetting me because I'm realizing I have been deceived and I am upset about this? because there was a social structure in place that was telling me I should be a certain way. And this person is revealing that illusion to me because that should piss you off. Or is it something that like, it's a political agenda and it's like, oh, these, these right wingers, these left wingers, these, these, whoever, the socialists, the communists, the capitalists, whoever it's like, is it like that's pissing me off because I disagree with it. And I'm just being, I'm becoming infuriated towards them because I'm only seeing the extreme behavior and it's being repeated over and over and over and over again. And I think that these are awful people and I forget the fact that they are human beings who are complicated and who are probably doing what they do because they genuinely care. Maybe they disagree with me. Maybe they're misguided. Maybe they're even fucking stupid, but they're not evil people. Typically, it's very rare. There are evil people out there, 100 percent. But most people that we disagree with, are, are we don't disagree with them because they're evil. We disagree with them because we have some kind of emotional reaction to their views, to what they, they believe, to what they think. 
And a lot of that is under the control of people who are pushing an agenda. The easiest way to control people is through fear. The easiest way to control people, um, I, the five basic weaknesses in general, fear, lust, anger, greed, and sympathy. Fear in particular is very easy to control people. That's why I talked, I talked about that last week, I believe. In fact, it's very easy. If you can piss somebody off, if you can make them afraid, if you can inflame them with passion, you can probably get them to do just about anything. Okay, and even if you can't get them to do something, you can distract them to the point where they don't notice something else is happening. So be very cognizant of that. People are trying to control you. And even if you don't believe that there's like a world conspiracy to do this, people like companies, individuals, people that are trying to get your money, people are, that are trying to get your votes, people are trying to manipulate you constantly. You have to keep your defenses up because when you keep your defenses lowered and you're just mindlessly scrolling through social media, and you were not intentional about who you decided to follow, you are going to be reprogrammed. You are going to be brainwashed to some extent. You have to be careful about that stuff, guys. So look, social media, great tool, very dangerous potential, but overall, I'm not saying don't use it. I'm just saying use it intentionally. That is all the time we have for today. I feel like it's been almost an hour, which means that it's gonna take me forever to render the audio. Um, it's probably gonna take me like three hours to process everything. But I will be back on next week. I'm trying to get back in the flow of things with TikTok. Um, just so that there's at least one good creator out there, influencer. Um, but yeah, um, don't forget to subscribe to the show if you are enjoying it, guys. It's very, um, it's very inexpensive. It's just a monthly. It's like five bucks. Um, but it does, help me, it does help me to keep doing this in addition to all of the other crap that I have going on. Um, it helps it helps support the show it does help a lot thank you for everybody who has already subscribed it's only been like two or three weeks um and i've already gotten uh, i'm very i'm very um grateful for the support that i've gotten guys thank you so much i love you all very much i hope that you are um doing well i hope that you have you feel comfortable reaching out to me if you have any questions if you have any issues i do get a lot of messages pretty frequently so I'm not always the best at responding. Um, thank you guys for your support. Good luck.